Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Good day. Good evening to each and every one. And God bless you. I pray that all is going well with you this evening. And uh, I welcome you to another episode of uh, Breaking Change History Talk with Dr. Kemp. God bless you. I pray that it's something said that could educate you uh, on the manners of the history of uh, our plight. It's very astounding that we go uh, go around and we 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 are today we excuse me we 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 today uh, in the world has been so much going on with uh, the the so called queen of of England or the queen uh, a little bit. Uh, and it's a lot to be known about why Africans don't take to the Queenie little bit, and why did the, the Queen um, by the Queen dealing with Africa, and you know the mixed feelings of, of some of the Africans for Queenie little bit, and uh, we have to understand. About Queen Elizabeth's legacy dealing with apartheid, and uh, also we have to understand too uh, the legacy of the British colonizers of, of Africa and the treatment and the murder and the genocide of so many African people. And and it's incumbent upon us to study. All all one would have to do is Google why. Queen Elizabeth is hated by uh, Africans, and they'll tell you about the colonization and the things that happened, even while she was yet there. But also, some African Americans remember when Prince Harry wanted was about to marry Meghan Markle, and how she how how it went. You know, uh, it is something that we. We, we we have to learn that we, we, we don't know so much but and when we really don't try to study to find in. You know, in Nigeria you you will find out that it prompted outpouring uh reflections and reactions online about the Queen, about not at all being grieved. And people might think that that's bad because the people are not grieved. But when you're brutally taking a person land and colonized 
throughout the history and the reign of Queen, uh, of the, the so-called Queen, because I don't believe in kings. Don't get me wrong. Is it not that I, I what you call, but I, I'm not a, a, a British citizen, and I don't believe in kings. I don't believe myself in a president having power over me. And, and, and that's that's just my belief, and I'm not trying to uh, have a person to agree with whatever I have to say. But uh, we're dealing with the death of the queen. It, it's uh, it, 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 it's something that we need to really uh, study and find out why the people, have been, instead of being angry with the people and disagreeing with the people of Africa, instead of you know we sharing in the image and the story of just this elderly lady who, and, and you know, and, and, and instead of thinking about these elderly people that's, that, that they're sharing that, that time that they spent with British colonial history uh, under the reign of the queen. Now this was under her reign and they were sharing that they said, I cannot mourn. Now this is one wrote on Twitter posting an image of what she said was the the grandmother movement passed and, and this colonial document which prevent free travel for people in Kenya under British rule. They couldn't travel around in their own country. This was under her rule. It's so many things that we wonder why that that when people don't care that much, you know, you know, it's a narrative that, that haven't been that that they don't want to write and how she come along and, and how you know, this today, why they refuse to mourn her? And if, if some people try to write that in the complexity of her legacy, it's not complex. You know, uh, you know, talking about, you know, she had widespread popularity among the Europeans, but not among other places that Britain colonized. And she was under the reign, and she traveled to Africa to even look over the different people. You know, uh, it wasn't until '63 that that the uh, rulers gained, you know, uh, independence. And the, the year Queen Elizabeth took—that's the way. You know, among the worst atrocities under the British rule occurred during Mao Mao uprising was started in 52, the year Queen Elizabeth took the throne. The, the colonial administration at the time carried out extreme acts that tortured, including they, they castrated men of sexual assault and detaining camps, and over 150,000 Kenyans were here. Elderly Kenyans who sued for compensation in 2011 were ultimately rewarded $19 million by a British court. That's too little for the amount of people that died with the suffering. And that's not counting what happened in Nigeria and other places that the Queen went and had black people carrying umbrellas over her head and things. She, to these people and to a whole lot of other people, it wasn't anything good. You know, and, and it talks about, you know, uh, about the president, Mohammed Buhara, who described her reign as a uniquely wonderful other prominent voices in the reign of political 
have not. In other words, you're always going to have that 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 one black person that's going to try to get along, agree to get along, to get along, because they want the power, the being to be with them. Now, you know, in South Africa, positional party, the economy, economic freedom fighters, you know, it was unequivocal. We do not have mourned the, the death of the queen because to us her death is a reminder of the very tragic period in this history, in Africa history. This is a statement about the economic freedom fighters, people fighting for their own economic freedom. As I, I said one night I was on, I was talking about how they rape Africa and how Britain and Germany and, and Italy and France and Spain and others are completely, and Germany are completely just... Uh, Africa have the most natural resources that a person could get. Uh, both natural, I mean, uh, and some of the most fertile soil that a person could ever think of. But they're having, even with the with, with the gold and all the diamonds they have, and the oil and the plutonium and things, people will not trade with them. They only trade with them because of the Britons that's there, the Germans that's there that take it, that were taking over. Uh, during the Berlin Conference in 1884, where they divided Africa up. And there's a lot of things, and I, I, I've been just ch- changing station because I know of her history. And all of a sudden now, you know, the world is is, is uh, cheering for her. And she may have been nice to uh, Europeans and, and Caucasians of America, but her legacy with Africa was very, very low. And, and, and you know, sometimes we only think that it, it wasn't just Europe, but it was all also the Arab. I know we try to get along with our Arab brothers and things and things like that, but, but we have to understand that they they played a great part before Europe and slave trade. And so I mean if if she she stole so many uh even the Queen and others in Britain they stole so many African artifacts. If you would go to Great Britain and look, they wasn't borrowed or sold to Great Britain or Germany or France or Italy or Greece. They were plundered away. And if you would see some of the amazing things that Africans were able to to do, the works that we were able to do, I say we uh, were able to do at the time with the metallurging and all sorts of things that others couldn't do at that that magnitude. And uh, they they um they have them in their museum right now. They didn't pay for them, and some of them from Germany and some have returned some of the the things that um, were taken. You know, it, it, it's incumbent upon us, each and every one of us, to understand and learn our history. And sometimes we cheer for people that think so less of us. Meghan Markle and her husband 
because they didn't really accept his wife, he was willing to move to Canada. From Canada, he moved to California. I have nothing to deal with that, but when you show me what color you are, I know who you are. And I I, 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 I don't like for anyone to pass on, but I don't also, I don't care about a person, giving a person a legacy or, or putting a person in heaven that does not belong in heaven. I, I've been pastoring for 28 years, but I've been in the ministry for 30 some odd years. But I was taught by my pastor when I do funerals not to put a person in heaven that did not deserve it. And because sometimes, you know, as a preacher preaching, and you sitting there listening to the preacher preaching, and you know the person who they're preaching about, and you want to take a second look in the casket. I know I have and have said and wondered, well, that's not the same John Doe that I know. That John Doe that I know was out there in the street wild, and, and he, he wasn't any good. He sure wasn't good with everybody speaks of, speaking of him since he's dead. I don't have a heaven or hell to put anybody in, but I know one thing. You can't go around and have people kill, and and then you can't live a violent life and, and do all these low-down things to people and then think they're supposed to feel sorry for you and think that God's going to welcome you in heaven. The only reason of the British strive was, you know, uh, but was by stealing the artifacts and, you know, from 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 uh, Nigeria, and 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 they they did it, did things by the colonization. And listen at this, you know, we talk about Britain and all these other things, but we never think about how colonialism uh, reigned in all these other countries, uh, and especially in Africa, the colonial uh, part. You know even in Barbados, Jamaica, and all these other places, the British Honduras, and things like that. All these places that the British, you know, the British Virgin Islands, you know, this wasn't nothing but but farm where they had, they had slave working in sugarcane fields and other places and things that worked for them out in the Caribbean and the Caribbean Sea. So it, it's important that we, we, we learn and, and read. And, and again, you know, the queen, and they go to these different cathedrals to to worship. But I want you to understand this, and I'm going to uh, move on a little bit uh, because I'm a, I need to speak on certain other today's thing. But I want you to understand this, that in 1452 to 1454, Pope Nicholas V, the Catholic Church forced their views on African and indigenous people. There was no cheerful uh, conversation or mending of ideology or differences of a conversion by the missionaries. Now, you know, when you say a missionary, you're a missionary, they had them that went to fight, the missionary fighters, they went over to fight and that's what they really did. They wasn't there to really to convert you in a nice way. 
See, the way they were trying to, uh, when they, the missionaries uh, for Africa went to, to Africa uh, and signed the referendum for slavery, Pope Nicholas, it was by violence, dehumanizing, and destabilizing the African continent. But now, I, I want us to understand this now. That happened in the 1400s. So you're looking at almost 800 years ago during King James period when this happened, and 1452. Uh, so you're looking at about right at 800 years ago because it started in December. But I want us to understand this long before. Now listen at me closely. The Arab slave trade began 700 years before the European transatlantic slave trade. Do your math. I know we say our Arab brothers, but we don't study to know the history about our so-called Arab brothers. Slave trade began uh, when the Arabs invaded North Africa. For the first time in the seventh century, seven hundred years before uh, after Christ's death, so you're looking at one being eight hundred years, and you're looking at one being 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 fifteen hundred years ago. That's when uh, now I want you to listen at me closely. The first time in the seventh century A.D. after the death of Christ. The first Arab entered the African Africa through uh, Egypt, excuse me, and Arab military general named Aman Abin Alas invaded Egypt in December of 639 A.D. So you're looking at 15, 16, 1600 years ago. Later on, they traveled from Egypt and they conquered Tanzania, to, and then they went on to Western Libya. So, no, the pyramids were built 3,000 years ago. Now, listen at what I'm telling you, closely what I'm telling you. They've only been in the Holy Land about 1,500 years. And that's when uh, Islam started. Islam is not 2,000 years. It started maybe about 700 years after Christianity. And that's what brought Islam was not, I hear so many of my fellow brothers and sisters that that that, that, that uh, take on the Islamic uh, religion, but they don't know. See, that was our mother religion from Africa. No, it was not. It was not. When the Arabs came in 639, later on, a little bit later, about in that 7th century, later on when they came and they started conquering northern Africa, again, this Islamic slave trade in Africa and North Africa was Islamized by the Arab slave master. Today, many Africans possess and carry on as their Islamic people. Uh, they worship Islam, not knowing where this religion came from by slave trade. 
enslavers that enslaved them. And that's why along the Mediterranean, you see so many mixture of Af- the people are mixed with Africa and Arab. That's why you saw Gaddafi, the way he looked. That's why you see many other our African brothers and sisters are a mixture of Arab and uh, African. We have to understand these things. These, they, these things came about many, many years ago. And so when we look at Europe about slavery, you'll find out about 700 years before the slave trade made it made it here. Because the slave trade in America started it coming to America in the 1400s. Now, some say 15 in the 1500s. So you'll say 700 years, but 700 years before that, the Arabs were were, were coming to uh, to to Africa, getting slaves after they had conquered Egypt. So now, now I want you to do the math. If the pyramids are five thousand years old, how could the people in Egypt today? be the Arab people in, in, in Egypt today be the people who uh, uh, who built the pyramids. They were black African, very dark-skinned people who built the pyramids. They were not white or Caucasian. They were not Arabs. They were black. As I said, they've only been there about 1,500 years. So now what you're looking at and you know Alexander the Great was there. Uh, they ran Alexander the Greeks and the Romans out. That's what they did because the Romans came and had to stay in 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 Egypt, and then the Arabs ran them out because war was so prevalent at that time. Oftentimes, that I teach seminary, I try to tell people they said about the Bible said that would be war and Romans or war. If you study your Old Testament, you'll find out that there were wars all throughout the Old Testament. Uh, the children of Israel stayed in a war or conflict with neighboring other countries. They stayed. So that does not mean that the world is coming to an end and things like that. They've had homosexuality and everything. The Bible speaks of those things. But now also some folks say that Christianity was used as a means for to make blacks uh, more humble and uh, obedient to their so-called masters. But I want you to understand that Christianity was a black man's religion before it ever went to Europe. The original Hebrews were uh, of a dark race of uh, African-looking people, were African. Uh, and then if you understand the oldest, the Coptic Christian is older than Christianity in Europe, and the church in uh, Ethiopia is. Matter of fact, the Bible, the, the, the gospel tells you those things. Even in the gospel, they talk about Jesus being hid in Egypt. Even they talk about Moses' wife being an Ethiopian, and uh, it's just all sorts of things and, and that, that goes on with it. Joseph, he married a, a Egyptian, black Egyptian woman, but Joseph was black himself. 
But, I mean, we could go on and on with these things that, but what they done was when the gospel reached, reached Europe and through Constantine and later on, after the gospel made it there, and I'm going to go further back in history, but I'm just giving us a, a little a brief on this. Constantine and the Catholic Church brought Christianity there, but they put idol worship in it. The Catholic Church is the only church which you go in today mainly and see statues of St. Peter, statues of Jesus, Mary, and all the rest of these things. And the Bible strictly tells you in the Ten Commandments, don't make graven images. And they even bow the statues, and the Bible asks us not to do it. There's one law, one faith, and baptism. Have we all been baptized in the one body, that which is of Christ? It is imperative that we know these things, that King James gave the right to Pope Nicholas, who was around Portuguese, in, in, in 1452 to sign the referendum for slavery. And, and it, it's something, and it made up, made African uh, folk be made no more than a third of a human being at that and in the name of the Bible, it was given. And you have to be careful of some interpretation by Europeans as to the Bible and the older Bible was some of the older uh, translation for what it means because they were making things to be okay and they had to make, break, as they was, you know, talking to, to the slave. Be obedient to your master, but they never told them the historical fact about being obedient to your master in slavery. In biblical time, one sold himself uh, to pay off a debt in slavery. Once that debt was paid off, he was free, or the year of jubilee came, that person was free. In other words, they say, as long as you owe that person debt, you honor that person, obey what the, the job they put forth for you, the task you have to do. But also, it's in the book of Genesis, around the 27th or for the bank chapter, they say you are never to beat a slave or to kill a slave. You could be killed for killing a servant. And, and the Bible used the term servant, you know, and uh, we try to use it now that involunteer servitude and things like that. In other words, you didn't volunteer to do the work, somebody or uh, 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 put you through, uh, through and punish you to do the work. And the uh, atrocities that I see them saying they gave the Kenyans certain amount of X amount of dollars for what they did to them. That little money that Britain gave to Kenya with a drop in the bucket, what they raped the countries for. The same thing and what Great Britain and others raped the country for all kinds of money and still are raping it. It's time. It's time that we we start researching before and wonder why I've had I've seen on Facebook many people were starting in an uproar because this African female she was saying what she thought about uh, Queen uh, Elizabeth II and that they said that they wish she rotten hell about the things that happened under her reign and her administration to a different African. And that, that's something that people, until you walk a mile in my shoes, you never know how bad my feet hurt. Being a Christian, I, I, I wouldn't want to just be that harsh 
but it would be hard for me to speak well of a person that did all these things she did. Again, I said, I can't speak well of a person at a funeral if that person lived a wretched life. You know, I, I can't get up there and lie for that person like the person was holy, knowing all the per- time the person was a heathen. Amen. Now, going on today, I, I, I've been watching and I, I wanted so much distraction have been going on to distract us from the upcoming November election into the things that's going on with uh, our ex-president Donald Trump 45 about all the criminal activities that he's been involved in. He and his cronies, those who, who have fallen for his con game, those who are, are doing his dirty work, the lawyers and other people that he even barred, even the attorney general and other, the people that he placed in office, he have a judge that he placed. Now they want someone to oversee those uh, the uh, documents that were obtained through a search warrant. Well, a whole lot of documents are secret, and whoever uh, get to see them have to be vented. They have to go through security clearance and all these things. You don't go around letting everybody see your top secret papers. Uh, that they have people from the Justice Department and uh, different people, Secret Service and different others, that are capable of overlooking those papers in the front of both some of the people from the Justice Department, there are so many people right now that 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 bagging president, ex-president, with all the maniacal things that he's doing, all the manipulation and all the trickery and lies that he does. He's told over 50,000 lies he lied over and over and over again. And people still have a belief in this man without ever thinking anything people truly believe in him. I would admonish each and every one to go and get ready to vote because the people that he is putting together and trying to get to run for office, if people that if he go to court or he come up for something, they will really pardon him. And, and 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 try to try to get him off with whatever he do, even the judges that he have in place are there to get him off of whatever he went into. It is very very. It is very very important that we realize in all our endeavors to not allow that man to get away with his because if he do, democracy is at hand. Our democracy of this country and so many people could be harmed by if information get out that who's spying on Russia, who's spying on China, uh, the people that's working for them, you can't allow people to see all that information and not know exactly what's going on. 
indeed we we have to be careful to say that people are having judges to sign off on things that she didn't know what she was doing and other judges that do know was saying the things that she did was totally wrong the way she did it but it continues to go on we're looking at a man that's being tried in the southern district of new york for fraudulent uh loans out from banks we're looking at one in atlanta that's being about he's trying he tried to uh bribe or try to manipulate uh, the guy with the voting thing for, for, for Georgia to come up with it with 16,000, 14 or 16,000 votes. That's all I need. They have him on tape. This guy have been, I mean, he, he did so many things. Uh, January 1st, I mean, January the 6th, here it is, the overthrow the government. People voted for President Biden, but his thing was he couldn't stand to lose, so he led people to believe that the election was rigged. But even when the Republicans went back over and counted the votes, they know he lost the election. But being that people are trying to keep the person they want in power, and so many, not all whites, uh, not all Caucasians are like that. Uh, but here it is. You have so many of them that's afraid right now. And, and what they're afraid of, and I was saying that I was speaking with this uh, Caucasian history teacher. He and I share uh, information, what we think, and how we look at history. You know, I know a lot about history and uh, pretty good with politics. And uh, we were talking, and I just threw something at him, which I knew the answer. I asked, why would white folk vote for a misogynist? Why would they vote for a xenophobic? Why would they vote for a racist? Why would they vote for a demagogue? Why would they vote for a person live that tell all these lies? And he politely told me, Pastor, it goes back past 20 years ago. Uh, in 2000, what it was, the 2000, uh, when they took the census in 2000, and it was stated that people of color would take over, be the majority, by 2040. Not talking about just blacks, but I'm they're talking about blacks, Latinos, and Asians. Would be the, and Native American would be the majority, and they're afraid that the way that they treated Africans and Hispanic and Native Americans, if they get in power, they would treat them the same way. And I knew it was the truth, and so that's why when President Trump was elected, the head of the Klan, David Duke, said, "We finally have someone on our." side. That's why I, I, I despise those blacks who support him. I despise them. I don't understand why they would, so, they would support someone who hate their mothers, their fathers, their sisters and brothers, 
one who wished that he could send them back into servitude. Uh, not about a tax break that he gave to a handful of, uh, of blacks with uh, with riches, because riches is not everything. I, You know, I, I used to have a saying, I can't be paid, but I won't be bought. You could pay me for my work, but you can never own me. You can't buy me. And I will speak the way I feel because I can't, I would never be a sellout on a, on a people uh, such as African American, which I am a part of. I would never, all the suffering that my ancestors have to go through, I could never sell them out for a couple of dollars or to make life a little easier on me because I couldn't, I couldn't live with just having money in my pocket and knowing that people could be more advanced if I would only speak up. And also another thing that we, we need to share about, I've told you about the queen. I'm telling you about what's going on and that, that election, please, sir. And please, ma'am. I don't know who's listening tonight, but it's time that we start, are good months ahead of time getting blacks to get out and vote it's imperative I admonish you to do it to get people out and vote because the Republicans are recruiting people and they are doing it and you know what they stand for you know that they don't care for the agenda of the African American they're talking about the the, the the thing that holds most African Americans up is Social Security. And they're talking about doing away with that, and that's your own money that you put in. They're talking about what's going on with about to go into recession, and they say some of it was built up on the stimulus checks that were given. But now I would only tell them the majority of the people that receive stimulus checks Wait for it. They put money, and, and anyone who who work and buy clothing and food and other things, you pay federal tax. Part of those tax you pay go to the federal government. So you paying for things you go all these years and never receive anything. That's your money. That is your money. Uh, I, I, I I think that we don't uh, they think we don't understand exactly how that that works with the tax uh, system and and how how just how that works. But the way it works is you paying that money into the system. Uh, we are dealing with CRT, critical race theory. Critical race theory. In dealing with critical race theory, Dr. Kemp?
It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp on YAT Radio. It's Breaking Chains. History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp on YAT Radio is Breaking Chains. Dr. Kemp? Did you hit your phone on mute accidentally? We apologize to our listeners and audience. Stand by. We see difficulty with getting Dr. Kim on the air. Um, let's uh, stand by. Say a prayer for us. We'll be right back. Hey, hey, hey. hey what's up, man? Hey, 
at Wash same temple, Washington Temple, for eleven to thirteen years. He was educated there. Socrates spent at least fifteen years at Washington Temple. Now 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 Eleusis was a student for ten to eleven years at the very same temple. Pythagoras spent twenty two years there at the same temple. See, Egypt been keeping records as far back as 4,000 to 3,000 B.C., before Christ. So if you say Christ, that's 6,000 years. Before told to us, it would be 6,000 to 5,000 years that Timid or Egypt have been keeping records. Many Europeans studied in Timbuktu College, too, at later dates, because they didn't have colleges and knowledge. They get... The astronomy that they have came from Egypt. Not not just saying that the astronomy they had came from Egypt. The mathematics, the architects, the medical uh, things came from Egypt. All these things that 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 that, that goes around came from Egypt and is so prevalent that we come together and understand that all the learning that they have, all the different math, science, writing, and things like that came from Egypt. Hydroglyphs were a, a form of writing. They had people writing before the hydroglyph. They had people, the Dogon people, they were able to, to map out the but this out out the stars and the planets uh, over over six thousand years ago, no 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 telescopes or anything, but they were able to map it out. So it, it it's something that we we need to understand. They 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 were living in caves and they had uh, six six thousand years ago. They had pyramids forty two to forty eight stories tall. They had sewage. They had water. They even had light lamps that burn at night for for people to to go through cities. They had walled cities built out throughout Africa. But you have been misled to to think that Africa is just this wild, funny-looking place. I I, uh, I oftentimes, when I'm speaking to different individuals, I tell them to... uh, I tell them to just look, and you'll find out that if you look, you'll find that, excuse me, you'll find out that Africa has long been before any other country been civil, been having political and governmental state echelon of different uh, political and governing bodies um, before any place else. If you ask this question, whatever I've asked, and you ask someone to look up uh, Google major cities in Africa, they look better than New York, Chicago, Mm -hmm. Houston. They look as good as any one of them. But what they show you, to show you how low Europeans stoop, they control the media. And when they show you Africa, they show you people uh, living in 
huts and other things. But they, when they show you America, they don't go back uh, in West Virginia and coal miners and people living in, 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 in the southern part that live in the bayou in the swamps and living in huts and other things. They're living, you know, real backwards uh, and things like that. They're indigenous people and their culture, and I don't believe that you take a person's culture away from you because you could think you could, you could show them a better way of living. If they've been living like that for so many years, hunters and gatherers, they allow them to continue what they know how to do and, and lead them to their own country, that you don't have a right to another person's country. And that's the way I feel about it. You don't have a right to another person's country. You don't invite yourself there and kill the people and steal their land. Because you in, in, in South Africa, you got plutoniums and diamond and gold. You know, all over you have oil and, and all kind of other. You got coffee. You know, you got iron. You you name it. it, it, it and then some of the most fertile soil in the world. Is right there, the Fertilisol, right there that comes from the Nile River. It's fertile, one of the largest, uh, the longest river uh, in the world. Some say it's the Nile, some say it's some of the Amazon, but most say it's the Nile. But, but we, it's time that we really, really start looking at, into all these things and learn them for ourselves because. No one is going to teach you these things. Uh, you'll find that for so many years we've been not told the truth. And so don't start thinking that at, at all of a sudden now the very same people that enslave you are going to tell you the truth about yourself. And, that, and they let it be known by certain comments they made. They say if they teach CRT, critical race, Theory, I say critical race truth. They say if they teach CRT, the children gonna feel bad about themselves. Well, they need to feel bad about themselves. You know, the Bible says you should know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Let your children know the fact that really, that who they are. Let them know the truth. The ones that study science and and other things um, they know anthropology they know the truth but it's not being spread those who study anthropology know that life originated in Africa those who study genetics and anthropology know that the uh, Caucasian race is no more than a mutation of a black man. A mutation, in other words, they come from you. They know they've established that out of Africa occurred maybe 70,000 years. That's when they left out and they went into India, Asia, and China and other places. Some even went as far as Australia and other places. But they didn't go up into Europe until 40,000 years ago. And they went that far up, and they went up way up in Europe, and they went through what you call a mutation. And being going through a mutation, it simply means they lost their color, which was their melanin, 
and they came much more or less what we call albinos today because that's the only difference in albino and, and uh, uh, someone Caucasian. A mutation is a change of a structure or a gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generations caused by alteration of a single base unit in DNA or a deletion, insertion, or rearrangement of large sections of genes. The deletion comes with a deletion of melanin. No melanin. Now, I've heard some folk go around and say, there are Africans with straight hair. They're very dark-skinned people. Even the Aboriginal were very, very dark, but they had straight hair. Many people in Africa are not real, real dark-skinned people. They have brown skin, light brown skin, calmer color Africa. And on the eastern coast of, of, of Africa, so many have the same shape nose as, as Caucasians. And haven't been there. It's not because them breeding with Caucasians. That's the way Africa is a very, very diverse place. It didn't come, like I say, with the uh, coming of the Arabs. Because the Arabs only been there, like I say, about 1,600 years at the most, 700 years after, after after Christ. And that was the coming of Mohammed. And Mohammed, when they came in, they came into Egypt. And they still do have a little stronghold in Egypt, you know, and things like that. I, 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 I've oftentimes, I was showing a, a young lady the other day a picture of this very, very dark, Lady from the Sudan who who had a, a a baby with her. The baby was albino and had blonde hair, and she was hugging the baby. Now her husband is dark in his night too, but that's their baby, and it's not that someone jumped the fence, but it's simply that you can get that. Gregor Mendel uh, says that black. Uh, dark brown skin or black people come from dominant genes. The word dominant means superior. Light skin or, or white people come from what you call us call a a, 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 a a recessive gene. See, you could take two of the darkest people in the world and make an albino, but you can't take two white people and make a real dark a dark skin person. That won't happen. That can't happen. See, you could get the original, you could get anything from the original, but you can't get any you can't get the original from anything but the original. And and so we have to understand that the original people are Africans and now this is nothing that 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 Dr. Kemp is just saying. This is things that have been written by, by, by Caucasians themselves. You know, we we go around talking about mutations of uh, COVID and the variants of COVID, COVID-19 and Omicron and all kind of things like that, that they, that we've got to watch out or another thing might mutate from that. In other words, the original is COVID, but other things spring from that is a mutation or variant. Now, Western Dictionary defines a variant as a form or version of something that differs in some respects from other forms of the same thing or same from a standard. The standard of mankind, anthropology or anthro mean man, 
uh, was a black person. That's your standard. But now a variant form came is in respect that came from that, and there's people that don't look like the original people that first walked the earth. They were not monkeys. I've seen, I've seen uh, a white folk, uh, a European, put it like, like when they were in Africa, the people looked like monkeys, and they they start looking more human when you when they came to what they call them. They start looking more more human. <laughs> they start looking more human, and when they came from Africa. And went up in Europe just start looking human. No, that wasn't the case. That was not the case. Uh, people, they all seem to be the same. Everybody, then now they said, well, they had, uh, they had uh, what you would call uh, the ca- Caucasian uh, that they had. And they want to say that they were different, and they're really not different. There's no difference. All of them are human. All of them came from the very same thing. I've told told you about the fact that uh, mitochondria Eve is the mother of all living. And if you look up that term, mitochondria Eve, you'll find out that every contemporary race of people carried mitochondria ease DNA. Everyone, white, Native Americans, I don't care if you are Chinese, Japanese, whatever you are, everyone, she's the mother of all living. And it's time that it's, it's really taught. It's time to quit hiding facts. I've always said I laugh about it, and I say this over and over uh, when we're on the air, that a white alligator is called an albino alligator. A white catfish is called an albino catfish. A white tiger is called an albino tiger. A white rhino is albino. A white lion is albino. But when you get the white people, they're not albino. A black person that... Li- they have the color of a white person that's called albino, but then they are albino, and they know it. They are not superior to any black person for this, their ability to learn. It's only through them keeping you uh, suppressed and under low, low finances, and you don't have the means to to get the different information that they could ride above you with their standard of living. They are not above any black person for this knowledge. Matter of fact, that if you give a black kid and raise that black kid with the same teachings and the same equipment, that black kid will surpass the white kid. It's been proven. It's a proven fact. But that's not what they teach because you have these black kids come from poverty and the low financial area, and they don't have access to certain things. Then they're written off as being dumb. I submit to you, you reverse that action and you put whites to live. And the same kids that fear 
finishing from Harvard and Yale, take their children. You put someone that's a high school graduate, a valley graduated from high school, you take that person and you let them grow up in the situation as African-American, and I guarantee you they'll school less, or either take them and take them and have put them in a new culture because the culture that we're living in is not an African culture. It's a European culture, and we are uh, just almost like a foreigner living in a European culture. They never had to, the Europeans came over here. They never had to. Hey, to you get used to uh, living in an indigenous culture of the Native Americans. None of them ever had to, even in Africa, the people there have to live up to the European standards, not up to their own standard. Because if you, every way they go, they say uh, human rights. Well, you don't have here. Blacks don't have total human rights right here in America. How can you go to another country and tell another country about human rights? They don't have their human rights in uh, Europe. How can you go to other countries and talk about human rights? America's a laughter when it comes to human rights. Every the way that black kids are shot down or are being killed on by the police and being killed and by how they're being sentenced more to prison and other things like that, how they're usually going to get lower-paying jobs and others, and, they, and, and and how they say the beat goes on and it continues to go that way. And so it, it's something that we have to learn to deal with. And I'm going to open up now. I should have been open up, but uh, for some reason uh, we're having te- technical difficulty and uh, – I want to open it up now uh, and that if anyone have any question or anything you'd like to add to, please do add to what we're talking about. Thank you very much. It's open. Pastor. All right. Thank you, Dr. Kemp. God bless everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for turning us on. The lines are now open. You have a comment, a statement, a question for Dr. Kemp. Welcome to History Talk on Breaking Change. You're live on the air. Yeah, I did. Yes, go ahead. This is Joe. Um, just to share some information that we uh, that that also plays into uh, the anger and the uh, angst and the hatred that uh, folks show towards each other in America, as Dr. Kemp was talking about. There was a recent report uh, that uh, talked about uh, employment. And from 1970 to 1998 in America, uh, we only lost uh, 4.4% of manufacturing jobs, a little over 800,000 jobs. But when... When we get to uh, 2007, uh, from the middle of 1998 to December of 2007, 
what had been uh, a loss of eight hundred thousand or eight hundred thousand jobs in manufacturing uh, amounted to uh, over seventeen million, and we lost twenty two percent. And what we have seen, and this is under Republicans and Democrats, is that is that when we lost that. 22% of manufacturing jobs that Republicans and Democrats sent overseas, uh, that started uh, what Dr. Kemp was sharing with us earlier about the historian who said that uh, they were looking at things and how in the next 40 years um, they were going to be in the minority relative to population in America. What they what they also don't tell the truth about uh, is how you know they created this this huge uh, employment problem where rather than people having manufacturing jobs uh, like I had a manufacturing job before I became a lawyer, Dr. Kemp had a manufacturing job before he became a theologian. Um, they don't want to. They don't want to admit to the ugliness that they create sometimes, and 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 that adds into many of the, the uh, other things that go on in our communities. And you know, it's hard out here when when people are trying to make a living on ten, twelve, or fifteen dollars an hour. Like that's a big deal. Back then, when you had a manufacturing job, you could take care of your family, you could pay your house note, you could do a lot of things. So. I just wanted to throw that bit in of some recent, uh, in, in, you know, <clears throat> information that has come about, Pastor, relative to how they shipped all these manufacturing jobs. Almost, almost twenty-five percent of manufacturing jobs got shipped out of America, and we didn't do that; they did that. Amen. Uh, we we want to thank you, uh, Brother Joe. It's true. I can remember working at an, uh, working in the eighties, making twenty dollars an hour in the eighties, and and people here there two thousand twenty, and people call twenty dollars an hour big money. I made it in the late eighties. And people are today saying that that is big money. And I'm going like, not really. Uh, and it takes so much to, to live off of. And they send those manufacturing jobs. And a whole lot of time, some of those manufacturing jobs live here uh, simply because of uh, when uh, President Reagan and some others, they had uh, trickle-down economics that if you would give these large employees tax break, those trillions of dollar tax breaks, that they would hire more people and build their, their, their plants and other things here. And in reality, what they did was they took them overseas to get it work instead of paying somebody by, by the 18 or $20 an hour. They went somewhere where they could get it done for $3 an hour, even the call centers where they could pay $12, 14 an hour for a cost. And they would have them in India and all other places where they were paying the people $3 an hour 
I mean, this this is this is what you call uh, America, and this is what actually happened. And, and Brother Joe is genuinely right about that. Uh, you you can't survive off of certain things that they're doing. I mean, some uh, sometimes I tell people about surviving off of uh, seven dollars, seven twenty five. That's impossible. That is impossible for someone to even open their mouth and say. Seven twenty-five is not a livable thing. It has to be above fifteen to be partially. If you're going to try to buy a home and have an automobile to get you to and from work, and then it's going to take two a husband and a wife to take it up to about thirty dollars an hour to be able to have a family. You, it, it's it's and, and most of us uh, even with retirement make more make more than. Bringing more money than that, and 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 you retire, so so that's something that we have to look at, and it's even it. What's so ironic about that situation is they 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 uh, passed that affirmative action thing. At the same time, they made a white female uh, a minority, and that shouldn't have happened. Every time they they give us something, they take it back. I always knew that if, if I was a part of affirmative action during the time that I went in with Exxon, that Exxon had to have a certain percentage of black workers. And uh, all they had to do was fire me if I gave them a reason to fire me or if I didn't give them a reason, which they didn't care for me anyway because I'm, I'm an outspoken person. Uh, that they that they would, they would take my job and all they had to do was give it to a not a, a black female, not a black male. All they had to do was give it to a, a white female because she would be classified as a minority. And that's the same thing. A white man bringing good money home and a white woman make bring good money home. So it adds up to the same scenario. But that's the way life is written. And that's the way they do it. You think that they're doing something. And something that Joe said, now, I... I I, I, I love to vote. I wouldn't mind voting independent, but it's hard for independent to get in. Uh, uh, but I, uh, I vote Democrat because uh, oh, earlier I was talking about uh, how the Muslim uh, Farrakhan made a statement and Martin Luther King was telling us we have to vote for the lesser of two evils. We have to, as African Americans, we vote for the lesser of two either. But what's what's really uh, ironic about this is the fact that that slavery ended in not uh, uh, in 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 seventy. I mean, eighteen uh, fifty four or fifty five. That's when sixty sixty four. I mean, that's when the, the slaves learned in in, in uh, Texas that they were free. Slavery happened in. 52. Okay? Slavery happened in, I mean, yeah. And so they learned two years behind time that, that when we choose Juneteenth, that they were free two or three years behind. They were behind. But slavery had come to an end. So you look at, man, you're looking at all these years that passed by. And Republicans haven't got it. 
haven't got us anywhere. Man, Lincoln was a Republican, but Johnson came in after him, removed and and and, and sent us right back into slavery because the uh, farmers say they're lost, losing land, losing money because nobody picked their crops and <clears throat> plant their crops and. He pulled back and allowed them with that, that 13th Amendment to send people back into servitude. And he had pulled uh, the Union soldiers out after uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln was killed. He pulled the Union soldiers out of uh, out of the South during Reconstruction. And so all hell broke out. People don't really know. The Klanman wasn't really during the time of, of the Civil War, they came right after during the Reconstruction time. Uh, does anyone else that have something, or uh, Brother Joe, you want to add anything else, or someone else want to add anything? Any questions? <clears throat> well, Dr. Kemp, if, if nope. nobody else has something to say, I'd like to... to to get your your comment on uh, on on something I think that uh, you and I have, have shared a book, and it was about uh, uh, the gentleman's name is Robert P. Jones, and wh- what he discussed was how um, and 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 this gentleman, as as, as Dr. Kemp and I know, because we we both have. have looked at his book and his book has only been out <clears throat> just a few months but it's uh, Robert P. Jones and it's uh, White Too Long the the Legacy of White Supremacy in American Christianity <clears throat> and what uh, what Mr. Jones goes through and, and uh, you know the gentleman has uh he has, he has a, a, a background in, in computer science and statistics uh, that he got degrees in. And he also got, uh, like Dr. Kemp, he got his Ph.D. in, in theology, um, a theolo- theological degree from Emory. And what, what he discusses in the book, and it affects our children also, is how... Um, Children who go to predominantly white schools or they go to so-called Christian schools. And in many cases, it's the uh, new schools, Dr. Kemp, that they come up with where they they take the government money and, and they give it to a, a private source and they create some kind of independent kind of school system. Well, what those uh, predominantly white children... Republicans and Democrats are taught uh, is basically by the time they reach the seventh grade, uh, they think that the only thing that's important is white people. And everything that Dr. Kemp has been talking about relative to what real history is, is never taught to them. And sometimes I think it, it, it also affects our children because the, the naysayers relative to, to critical race truth uh, don't want the truth being taught in public schools where most of the black children go to school. And 
<laughs> the black children have to <clears throat> deal with history in a fashion that does not support them being important. Uh, they're never taught many of they're not taught, I would think, 70, 80, 90 percent of what Dr. Kemp shares with us on the radio program about who they are. And they are not, it's not instilled in the African-American or the Native American or the Mexican child that they can be doctors, they can be lawyers, they can be engineers, they can be PhDs in theology. You know, and these things happen to our children. And, 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 I, and I see it sometimes when I encounter uh, young black children you know, in second grade, third grade, fourth grade, where they really aren't getting any information as to how important they are. And I try never to encounter any child, you know, any of our African-American children, our Native American children, or Mexican children, without letting them know how important they are, that they are loved, you know, and that, and that they can be whoever they want to be. An example that I shared with uh, a relative of mine over the weekend was that it's like in the situation in Uvalde, Texas. You know, you had little Hispanic children who were killed, and then you had also other Hispanic folks who were in positions of authority be it the police, the mayor, or, and they didn't seem to care about their own children. So, you know, we, it, it's a lot on our shoulders, but, but it's, it's worth it. And, and it's difficult, and that's what Dr. Kemp tries to share with us, Pastor, is that this is not an easy task because we, we you know, from the employment issue to how, Differently, children are taught, you know, how the, the white child or the so-called white child, the Caucasian child in America, you know, is taught how important they are. But when it comes to our children, they, they, are, they are taught that they are important. And, and this is a troubling situation, but I appreciate everything that you do, Dr. King. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for that, Brother Joe. Uh, uh, Dr. Kemp? Yes, sir. I, I, I say God bless Brother uh, brother Joe. I talk with him quite frequently, and he's so so knowledgeable, and he, uh, he, 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 he he's did uh, world traveling. And a lot of the places that I speak on in Africa, in the Middle East, he traveled to these places, the Holy Land. He's he's traveled there. He's been to out Africa, so he knows so much, and he has so much that he has to give. And God put him there for me to, as I do my research and study. Matter of fact, I went to. Uh, I had spent a day uh, over at uh, the Beard place. I took my car. 
and it took about a, almost the whole day I was just there. But the book that you're talking about, White Too Long, I had the book with me, and I was reading the book. I'm just about finished with the book. But I, you Ben gave me that book, and I, 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 it's called White Too Long. And the guy, he, you know, uh, he could best tell you about uh, white privilege uh, because he, he knows that he's a recipient of that white privilege. There are many other, there's other ones that, uh, that, that, that talk about the white privilege and, and, and things like that. But a lot of times, some of them don't think that they don't want to see the fact that the only reason they do better than blacks is because of white privilege. They would like to do it by the means by, of supremacy. And some of them don't know that by even thinking the way they think that that's white supremacy. Because if you think that that, that you, you are better and you're smarter, that's because that's what you were taught. The reason that you think that is because if you raise two a white and a black kids in a home and you don't let them get no outside person to tell them that something different and they're better than one another, they'll love each other, they wouldn't even know they're really different until their family members or friends start saying different negative things. A derogatory term a dehumanizing blacks and that's that that's what's been done and i I just wanted to say earlier since I had a lot of my friends that were uh that became Muslim they they were saying that that was a uh the African religion which it was not uh, that's about sixteen hundred years ago that's when they came over first to egypt and they they are not Egyptian. Uh, if you want to call them, they proselyte. They might. Uh, they just living. They, okay, they're living in Egypt. That's all. Other than that, that's not their native land. They came. They came there after uh, the Greeks left there. They came there, and um, when they came, they came there to uh, in, uh, uh, what seven hundred years after the uh, after Christ's advent, uh, A.D. And they came to Egypt first, and then they went on Libya and and, and Tanzania and, and places like that. And they, they, the conquerors, they brought their religion with them, which was Islam. That's where they come from. That's not an indigenous religious belief of Africans. Okay, now if you want to say... Christianity was in Ethiopia and in India. The Coptic Christian was in in, in Egypt and in uh, in Ethiopia before before that time, over over seven eight hundred years before Islam ever made it to Africa. They had Christianity, but not in the form that we totally get it today. Today it is is to soften us up. And let somebody punch you in the face and to to do you anything, and all you say, I'm gonna pray for you. That's what they, that's what uh the way it is today. I've never seen a white person say turn dead ever turn the other cheek, and they tell my honor your master and all kind of things like that. Uh, that's to keep you from uh, standing up to them. And uh, sometimes me being a Christian man and a pastor, 
uh, I, I, as I as I talk about black history and ask people to get up and to speak out and stand up for their rights, they tell me, yeah, we're going to pray on that. You know, I told them, prayer, but you, the Bible says faith. But it says faith without works is dead. You, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a verb. Faith is a verb. It's an action word. You know, you, you you can pray all you want, or we've been praying for over, what, 405, right, right at 500 years right here in America, but uh, things haven't changed. We still almost in the same way. We, you know, we, we they say we're out of slavery, but you're still in some bondage because you don't own anything. We, we don't own enough of stuff. We have a few people that own things, and that's because they're entertainers. Other than that, we really don't own anything because we're not coming together, putting our money together. Those who are billionaires and uh, have up in the hundreds of millions of dollars are not bringing their monies together to better their race. They're getting their money, and some give a little bit to charity, but they need to get uh, a a national television station, add another one called the African... American African Broadcasting Company, A-A-B-C, uh, instead of NBC or ABC, where you could say what you want to say. And then a whole lot of uh, national radio stations, too, that we could uh, we could get our message out, too, because the only message that we're getting out come from somebody else, and that somebody else wants you to be subservient to them. So... The stuff is never going to come out good on you. It's always going to come out bad. I'm a believer that he who writes the narrative make the people good or bad. When I say narrative, the story. You can make a person good and you can make a person bad if you write in that narrative. And that's what whites have did so long. They've painted uh, Native Americans as savages. They're, uh, 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 the indigenous people as savages as uh, Hispanic or Mexican, they're savages, African-Americans or African, they're savages. But they're the ones who did genocide in Africa and in, 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 in the, right here in the Americas, killing the, the indigenous people. And more blacks lost their lives, over five times more blacks lost their life than lost the time of the Holocaust. But the access not... We need to forget about it, but we're the only race that they tell us forget about things that happened to us. So, uh, that was back then. Where you living off of the money that we made for America, but you tell us to forget about it. You know, no. I can't, I won't forget about it. You know, I'm going to speak out against it. That's the only thing I could do because I don't, you know, it's not going to do any good for me to get killed. For doing but, uh, you, it's time we speak out. Thank you. Anyone else have a question they'd like to ask or add anything to it? Uh, the line is open. Uh, Dr. Kim is waiting on you. Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. How is everybody doing tonight? I had a quick question, Doctor. Um, can um, about the genocide? Can any race be a genocide? 
okay, what a genocide, when I say a genocide, that means that when you kill off millions and hundreds and thousands, thousands of people, it's called a genocide. Well, when yes, uh, the first, first European came to America, it said they had about 70 million indigenous people. Today, there's only 3 million. So what happened to the other 67 million? They tried to pull a genocide on, on, on for some reason, African-Americans are so resilient that they tried to get rid of us in so many ways, but we've been hanging on. They did genocides in Africa and different uh, countries in Africa. They went over there to colonize, to steal the land and get the gold and all. Because the people there didn't, they didn't, the gold was nothing. That was a gold rock in the ground. They talked about the man who killed for the, for the, for the, for the gold rock, the shiny rock. They were melted. They made crowns. They made jewels and everything. But it was so common to them, they wasn't killing each other over it. But then come the Europeans who had didn't have that kind of stuff, who didn't have places where they could grow crops year-round because they were in a frozen tundra. They went around, and if you ever notice, the wars that have plagued the world have all been started by Europeans. World War One, World War Two, the Spanish-American War, they fought against each other during... Uh, uh, to get independent from Britain, you name it, the, the war against the Native Americans when they went over and took the land from the Zulus, when they went to went to Nigeria, when they went to different parts of other places, they went over and conquered every place that they've been to, they pillaged and did. But for some reason, uh, Pastor is has always been. The Native Americans are savages, and they didn't kill millions of people. The African Americans didn't kill millions of people. Or the Africans didn't do it. Now, there, are, there were tribal wars, but it was nothing ever like they did. We went to Vietnam, and never the soldiers never knew, and, and that's my error, uh, never knew why we were over there. Uh, Korea, same thing. Uh, World War Two. You don't hear about the how everything started between China just then all of a sudden Japan. I mean, then all of a sudden just bombed bomb Pearl Harbor. Okay, it's something led up to that. It, you're never told uh, World War One. Okay, I mean, it, they, then they took uh, Mexico, Texas from Mexico. They took all that, like the Alamo and all kind of stuff. I mean. They took the land. That's why if you go out west, just about all the places out there have Mexican name or Indian name, because that was their country. Then after they, we after slaves got free, they moved uh, black soldiers out that way to fight the Native Americans for them, and they called them Buffalo soldiers, because they participated in the Civil War, and they took the soldiers because they didn't want them around them. They didn't, didn't want the black soldiers around themselves around in, in the state, so they sent them on unoccupied territory that the settler was just going to to keep the Indians or the Native Americans in their place, and they put the Buffalo soldiers out there. 
So I, I hope I answered your question, but anyone could do a genocide. Anyone could do a genocide if if I take on myself and get an arm and go kill a, uh, 50,000 people, I'm committing a genocide. Amen. Is there any other question? Or do you have any? Did that answer your question, Pastor? Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you so much, Doctor. Thank you. Okay. God bless. Uh, is there anyone else? Remember, the only dumb question is one not asked. If I if I can't ask it, I hear uh, Brother Joe is on tonight, and and if I can, I know he can. I do my best. I do a lot of studying, and and I know Brother Joe do a lot of studying. Um, is there anyone else that's out there that want to share with us or either ask a question? Well, I don't want to seem out of line or anything, but uh, this is my first time listening in. This is Lindell Ferdinand in Highlands, Texas. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, I, this is my first time listening in to you, Dr. Kemp, but uh, I'm glad I finally got a chance to uh, to listen in, and you brought uh, you brought about a, a lot of important information. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though uh, Jerry Springer, we know what kind of shows he has, and he was on a talk show today, and he brought up a lot of the stuff that you were saying about the Queen. So uh, he also brought up a lot of important parts, and it's almost exactly as you were stating. So yes, I just wanted to, I just wanted to let you know that I was listening in. Um, First cousins with Doctor Kim. <laughs> yeah, God bless you. Uh, I was about to acknowledge the fact this is my first cousin who lived right outside of Houston, Texas, Highland, Texas. Uh, God bless yeah. you for tuning in. Yes, uh, a lot of people don't understand why the different um, individuals that when they were talking about uh, Queen Elizabeth II that they had different people in Africa and other places, they talk very negative about her. And if you know what happened, people hands were cut off while she was on on throne and different things, and she visited there and different things. She wasn't a person, you know, maybe the people in Europe look up to her, but the people that she allowed to be treated like, like they were inhumane, the inhumane treatment that she allowed to happen. And see, mm-hmm. people don't want to say it. It needs to be said why people are not animals and just hate a person for no reason at all. You know, and if you say it, then, uh, 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 you know, she's dead now. No, the people, uh, they have a right to speak. Right. They didn't have a, they didn't have a, a, a good... Uh, their their experience with her and the things that she did they knew were not uh humane. They are uh, also 
uh, the queen, they could take her through this Catholic cathedral. And I told you, Pope Nicholas was the one that signed the referendum for slavery. In 14, uh-huh. what I think, the 1440-something, he signed a referendum for slavery that says we were a third human being and it was okay for them to start getting slaves. Well, the Arabs had started doing it, uh, doing it before that, 700 years before that, the Arabs had did it. Yeah. And now they're in 14, not 1400, but 14 years. Something, uh, but they were well, they had been seven hundred be years before that, and some time So I'm talking about maybe when I'm talking about fourteen uh, hundred years ago. I'm talking about six hundred years ago when he signed a referendum that gave Europeans the right to get slaves. But uh, fifteen hundred years ago, that's when the Arab slave trade started, and they cut off hands and. They treated uh, blacks real bad, and they stole that technology and the knowledge, and that's when they came to Egypt. Uh, the people in Egypt today are nomadic Arab. They are the conquerors who conquered black Egypt. So they have no, to the pyramids and technology and all the history of Egypt. They don't have. They didn't. It didn't come from them. It came from the Nubians, the people from the Sudan and Somalia and Ethiopia. It did not come from those people that you see there today. Mm-hmm. All, all, all right. you want to know is, all you have to do is Google how long have the Arabs been in in Egypt, and it will tell you. You know, the seven hundred, seven hundred centuries, seven hundred. Uh, A.D., you know, uh, they came 700 years after Christ. They had been a Christ. So uh, that's a Christ advent. So, you know, I know some people say uh, the word A.D. means after the death. The A.D. means anadomini. A.D. means before Christ, but A.D. means anadomini. It does not mean... uh, uh, after the death, if you look it up in a, in a dictionary, it simply means A.D., meaning the year of our Lord, Anna Domini. It means that they, that's where our calendar comes from, uh, the Romans. That's when they start uh, worshiping Christ, that Christ was born 2,022 uh, years ago. And so that's when they started the calendar. We know the world is more than 2,200 years ago, uh, uh, 2022. That's why we are 2022. Yeah. 2,022 years. So that's how we come up with it. But the real definition, I was so, when I was in, in um, when I went to school, uh, uh, seminary, they said A.D. Hamadomini. I had been saying, I was saying, uh, after the death, but it's Anadomini, I mean the year he was born, Christ was born. Oh. So, um, yeah. if say AD, they say uh, uh, Christ advent, they mean after, uh, that the only time when they do it after they put this in uh, BCE, AD, after, you know, the death, uh, so many years. But if they just say A.D., that's on a domini, the year of our Lord. Okay, that straightens me out. 
<laughs> well, God bless you, cause I'm glad you tuned in. I, I'm glad that the question that you asked, and uh, I didn't know Jerry Springer brought it up because so many uh, whites don't like to hear what Jerry said. They told the truth about her, and and so when you hear African Americans, if you go on Facebook, a whole lot of people wrote negative stuff about her, but white folks would come back and say. That's wrong. You don't do this and that. You never said nothing while she was, uh, nobody spoke out or went there to try to stop her from getting all these Africans killed and and dehumanized, you know. And, but the moment is just like I've I seen this white lady hit this black lady, and she started oh. fighting, and she was getting the, the black lady took her shoes off. And the fight didn't stop until the black lady started beating the white lady. Then all of a sudden, the security guard stopped it. But while the white lady was was hitting on the black lady, nobody stopped it. Mm-hmm. They had a white lady was teaching a class, and she was beating and shaking this little black child in the class. And one of the classmates got tired of it and jumped up and whooped that white teacher. But now they said that was in some kind of thing. And they said that uh, the principal was in the class, saw it, and never stopped it. And they were talking about it. No one wanted to stop it until a little black girl jumped on the teacher and she got put out of class. But nobody said it was saying anything about And lucky it was filmed. Yeah. It was filmed, and and they they didn't talk about it, and that's how things are going. It's it's even like that today, and that's the horror that all these years have passed, and and the beat goes on. Yes, sir. Amen. Still going. That's why we got that Karen thing going. All right now. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Uh, Do we have any other questions that need to be asked? Again, there's no 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 question dumb. The only dumb question is one not answered. Ask, uh, if you want to share some, uh, uh, line open. Uh, well, God bless you, Doctor Kemp. I want to uh, say God bless everyone that participated tonight. Uh, and I want to add something. Um, listen, you know a lot of uh, a lot of things that I have learned. Uh, sitting under you, uh, Dr. Kemp, and one thing that you make a valid point on is is that when you don't say anything about things, you seem as though you agree with what's going on. Uh, when we open up these lines every night, when we come on this podcast, we come on to to have an open door. We have an open door policy for you to come in and, 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 and speak up and speak out about what's going on. Uh, my views about uh, opening these doors like this is, is, is about, you know, bringing education and knowledge to a people, uh, making sure that uh, we do our part and doing what is asked of us by God to do. And the disappointing factor is, is that God tells us that my people perish for the lack of knowledge. It's not because the knowledge is not there for you to see, to read, to study, to understand. It's because you reject it. And here we are in 2022. And we're still rejecting the knowledge of our history. We're still rejecting the knowledge of who we are, what we are capable of, 
and, and what we have power to do in, in, in unifying ourselves. There's power in unity because unity is power. And, and we won't Amen. come together to, to do that at all. And, 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 and one, one, one disappointing factor is, is that every night that we come on the air, we are always asking people to come on and, and say something, get involved. And you made a statement when you said that people don't like uh, uh, wanting to ask you to get involved or ask you questions because you're too outspoken. The thing about it is, is that, you know, people don't understand that, you know, Christ came in to love you and to give his life for us. But, it, but the scripture tells us that his word is like a double-edged sword. I don't know if anybody out there ever got it cut by a double-edged sword, got hit by one. That means that it's going to hit you once, and when it comes back, it's going to hit you again. So God's word ain't supposed to always be so, so soothing for you. The truth is the truth. And, you know, we had a saying, you know, everybody had that saying growing up, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I'm going to tell you something about that. You are lying. The truth ain't in you because you can't handle it. <laughs> You can't handle the All truth. Right, <laughs> so, so, so for those of you out there that de- just feel like, you know, we too outspoken, we too radical, we too straightforward, let me tell you something. The devil waiting on you because you don't even know about who he is. You dealing with flesh and blood and things of spiritual heaven and heavenly places. I just got to take that there. Okay? So, so, so learn, learn who you are and whose you are and, and get into the knowledge of your history. Our ancestors bled, died, raped, murdered, killed, hung, burned, and everything for us to be here today. For us to be here today. And this is how we're going to treat it. And you say that we too emotional, we too, we too, we take it too serious. Uh, you know, you, you doggone right. I do. I do. Because my history was robbed from me. And you want me to accept what your your European uh, 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 evilness is trying to teach me? I, I don't accept it anymore. Enough is enough. So so I want to put this out here. I started saying this last night, Doctor Kemp, and I'm gonna say this every night that we're on the air. Starting on January the first through January the seventh, 2023. I'm telling you this now. Starting every day that we're on air, I'm gonna post it until that day comes. That's going to be out with no spin week. I want you to get everything together that you need for seven days. For seven days, right after this new year starts, we ain't spending no money. I'm talking about not a penny. Now, if you got to go to work, you need gas, that's cool. But you need to know that there you have power in who you are. You more than just a twerk. You more than just a blunt. You more than just a drink. You more than just a booty or breast or whatever you think that you are and, and Jordans and all that. Let me, you you are king. And sisters, you queen. And it's time for us to realize that. And we're going to break the chains on that. January the 1st through January the 2nd, 7th, seven days, 2020, that's Sunday through Saturday. We ain't going to spend no money. We're going to shut it down. Join us. Let's break chains. I ain't got nothing else to say, Pastor. Mike is yours. Uh, again, God bless each and every one uh, for tuning in. Uh, <clears throat> we have a uh, a lot of people that tune in, but for some odd reason they don't they don't ask questions. That's why I say what I do. The only why I make the statement: the only dumb question is one not asked. Uh, and so you should. I want you to gain your knowledge from what we talk about and what we share, but also ask questions. That's what we're here for. And it, it, this is something to aid us in understanding 
and to edify and to build us up as a people. Let us know that we are somebody, that we're beautiful, and God didn't make junk when he created us. We was his, the masterpiece of his creation. They don't have white dirt. But I tell you what, they sure got brown and black dirt. And then man was created from the dust of the earth. Amen. So we just thank each and every one for tuning in. And again, God bless each and every one. We're going to pray our way out of here. Heavenly Father, we come in the name of Jesus. Father, we come just to say thank you. Father, we pray that it was something said, something done, something learned. Well, in this, your history talk program, we thank you, Lord. We ask a blessing on each and every one who are tuned in tonight. Bless their home, make their home, homes of love, homes of peace, and homes of prayer. Now, Heavenly Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you build us up where we're torn now. Strengthen us where we're weak. Lead and guide us in the way that you would have us to go. Draw us closer to you, Lord, and let us stand up for being right because we are made in your image and in your likeness, Lord. Bless this world. Bless this country, Lord. In some way that we need to get this country right, and we need to live up. And for what the creed is, all men are created equal, and that we endowed by our own creator the same unalienable right, life living in the pursuit of happiness. And Lord, we need to stand up for the creed of the country, and stand up for the Constitution, and make sure that we, as a people, are treated just as the Constitution is written, and that it's just not written for one one race of people, but for everybody who fought, bled, and died for this country. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we ask a special prayer, Reverend Williams and Brother Joab this year tonight, and Pastor Joseph, Brother Lindell Ferdinand, my, my cousin. We just thank you for tuning in. And I'm, I forgot I gave you the number. But we ask a blessing upon you. Oh, we thank you, Lord. And we pray that many more will tune in and continue tuning in. But as you tune in, don't be afraid to ask questions. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. I love you. Black, white, rich, and poor. And there's never nothing you can do about it. Amen. Good night. People, I love you. We're a family. Yeah, you and me. Hey, we'll make it through it out. No matter what the cost. We're a family. Yeah, you and me. Hey, we'll make it through the pain, the rain, and all the trouble by ourselves. I love you. We are dying. We are dying. They are lying. Hey. We're being shot and hearted. Why you hating me? I'm just trying to be. Great as I can be. Grow with one another. Living happily. But you hurting me. Why not work for peace? Queen.